world of warcraft community is the best community ever it is so good you're on how much it's helped solidify friendships you know like the third faction is the important is truly the most important because we all have a say in it Hello and welcome to The Third Faction, a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft. It's Wednesday the 7th of July 2021 and this is the first of our D&D shows. That's Demi and Dracoris for those of you who may have been expecting some tabletop RPG. I'm joined by Dracoris who is a law fiend just like me and in this show we're going to talk about the Dying Embers cinematic and the end of the Sanctum Raid cinematic. So there may be lots of spoilers. So we're going to try and keep it out of, keep the spoilers out. But just in case, you know, we don't want to ruin things for you. So if that's not for you, bow out now. There will be no hard feelings. So Jacoris, since this is our first official D&D show, why don't you give everybody a little introduction, tell them about LFR, tell them about where people, where they can find you on the internet and how we got to know each other maybe. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Dracoris, as you've already heard, and I have a podcast which I co-host with the wonderful Sarif, which is uh, LFR, a casual Warcraft podcast. And what we do, we've been around for just about six months now. In fact, I think it's six months a week today. Um, and we run through Warcraft a character at a time. Um, so we go through the lore on a fairly casual but in-depth kind of a basis. We try and explain to a somebody who's just been clicking through and clicking through the quest, quest text without reading the law, we try and explain to them who each character is and, and kind of what they should know that they might not already. Um, so yeah, we're, we're 15 episodes into that and it's going really well, touch wood. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the main thing I do, to be honest. Um, you can find me at, at Smiting Titan on Twitter, where you will find all sorts of terrible takes, mostly law-based. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much me, I think. Um, in terms of how me and Demi met, um, actually it was through the Friday questions thread on Dungeon Fables. Um, I was bitching and moaning essentially about the fact that there wasn't a Funko Pop of Syndragosa. And Demi let me know very kindly that there is in fact a mega blocks of that. And from then on, it was uh, almost an immediate friendship, I would say, to be fair, even though she's a death it was yeah oh, well even though you're a pally you know that mega block i was just thinking that mega blocks cindy is on my shelves just to the left of my desk so yeah she's still there she still keeps me company um so yes so we are going to be doing lots of law we are going to be talking about cinematics guys so if that's not for you this is your final warning because we are going to play the battle for Ardenwheel cinematic right about now i'm going to push another button and hopefully that will bring up ha it worked oh i don't like doing live scenes in the middle of the show <laughs> and then if i hit this
Miranda. I understand you've been looking for me. Come then. Show me Elune's wrath. Elune gave me her strength. The wrath is mine alone! I expected more. I will take your head, Banshee! Just like I took his! Nathanos, you didn't know. Your master is keeping secrets from you! again, she denies you victory. Mother Moon, do not forsake me! End this! Bask in the dying embers of your goddess's bargain, Tyrande. Nothing lasts. Tyrande, can you hear me? Tyrande? And there we have it. I think I muted myself while I had a choking fit in the middle of that. You Sorry. Did. I, I wondered why <laughs> you were uh, tearing up a little bit. Oh, well, look, we've gone in. <laughs> you can now see my uh, YouTube history because we've gone into a T&E video, which is not what's supposed to happen. Uh, let's go back to that, and then I can bring up my notes again, which you guys don't need to see. Um, so I very cleverly tried to sort all of this out, and I've done it in about an hour tonight. It's all been a bit frantic because things are very, very hectic for me at the moment. But we are here, and we're going to talk about that amazing fight scene. Now, obviously, when that fight scene first happened, there were quite a few questions, and now we've had a raid cinematic where some of those questions might have been answered, um, but there's this huge chunk of stuff in between. So as players, I mean, I can Im I imagine that even those that have gone in and completed normal and heroic straight away, like the Mythic Raider guys, uh, they actually haven't played through all of the story lore or the campaign because you can pick up, like I've picked up the Sanctum of Domination raid quest today, and I still have a lot of the uh, camp story campaign to play through. So... There's a big gap between 
that battle for Ardenweald and the end of the raid cinematic that we're going to get as we play through. But I still think there's a couple of questions left open by this uh, Battle of Ardenweald cinematic. And I have a, I actually have a few bits of speculation about why they might be as well. Uh, but I'm going to ask you first, Dracorus, why do you think Elun, and I'm going to put this in quotation marks, why do you think Elun abandoned Tyrande? So there's the the more straightforward answer as to what I think is going to happen, and then there's the slightly batshit insane answer. Um, and I think they've both got some merit. <laughs> so the more basic one is that I genuinely think, and I think this will be borne out as we play through 9.1, um, that the powers of the Night Warrior are very much, they come in fits and starts and bursts. And it, it's the cycle of the moon. You know, sometimes the moon goes behind a cloud. That's just how it is. And I think that there is an argument to be made for the fact that Elune didn't abandon her. It's just very convenient that the powers footed out when they did. Um, it would be quite consistent with the plot armor that Sylvanas does seem to have. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's my more sort of basic answer. That's what I think it's going to be. Um, a possibility, though, is there is a theory doing the rounds that Elune. It, well, okay, we we know essentially, or we think we know that Elune and Musha, the the sort of Tauren goddess, are one and the same, right? There is yeah. a theory doing the rounds that the Jailer could in fact be Anche, the Tauren personification of the sun. The main reasons behind it are the fact Ooh. that so the, the fact that Musha and Anche are brother and sister, yes, and with Zaval being the Winter Queen's brother and the Winter Queen being a Loon's sister. That means there is that familial relationship there. But also the fact that Anche is described yep. in the Folk and Fairy Tales book as taking a wound to the chest that could never heal. Now, when you look at the Jailer, oh, yes. even more so after the new cinematic, he has what is very clearly a big wound in his chest that is never going to heal. Um, so hmm. so that that I I as I said, I lean I, this is the one I'm calling my batshit insane theory. I'm not thinking it's necessarily gonna be borne out. I'm not the one who came <laughs> up with it. However, nothing that came out today or yesterday has made me think that it's any less likely than it was before. Yeah. I I I am well on the train that Zaval and Elune are siblings. I am a hundred percent on that train. Um and I think she is terrified of him. I think she is afraid of him. I think the reason we don't see a loon and the reason the Winter Queen is quite scornful of her, I would say, I think a loon played a part in Zoval. Um, whatever, whatever wrong he went, he did. You know, whenever he went after the power before and they locked him up in the moor. Um, I think Elune may have been an unwitting part of that. And when she realized what had happened, she fled um, rather than face her siblings or face Zoval. Maybe she even turned against him and alerted the others when she realized what was going on and then she fled. I don't know. But I think she's bloody scared of him. And I think she, like, I, 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 there is a reason that she's, in quotation marks, abandoned Tyrande. Tyrande. I haven't got my Tyrande sound. I have got my Tyrande sounder. I won't put it in. Uh, we've got an awesome sounder from Jin at Morony Gray for saying to Randa a lot. Um, but I'm I'm not sure that I, I think she's afraid of Zoval and she sees something of Zoval and Sylvanas that 
scares her basically and that's why she kind of yeeted herself out of there but I like your theory that it's like the waxing and waning of the moon that does make a lot of sense um and that idea of going down the route of the Tauran uh Musha and Anshe I hadn't thought of that but I like that too um it sounds yeah that, I like that theory. I'm de- I, I am 100% on the, the, the siblings thing. One of the things with that is that it could very easily tie into what you're saying. You know, the fact that they're siblings doesn't mean they're friends. <laughs> we, we all know that. It's entirely possible to have a sibling yeah. and get along. Now, when you look at the relationship, that, and I know we don't know a lot about it, but we do know that the Winter Queen did consider Elune to have abandoned her at one point. And if that's the case... Yeah. If that's the case, it ties in with what you're saying, but also it kind of ties in with the Tauran story again. Because if you look at mm. the fact that there are actually three astral entities involved in that story, there is Anshe, there's Musha, yes. and there's Losho, which is the blue child. Now, what colour is associated yep. with the Winter Queen generally? Blue. So, I mean, it's entirely possible. Yep. Actually, that's who our three, our three are, you know? And if that were the case, and if... yeah. You know, Elune had essentially ran away and come back to Azeroth or the Emerald Dream or the Gardens of Life or whatever you want to call it, and left Losho or the Winter Queen with Anshe or the Jailer in the Shadowlands. It would explain a lot mm. of that kind of enmity that seems to be in in place there. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that theory. See, I go, obviously, my bent is always going to be towards Greek mythology. That's why my online nom de plume is Demetinoth. But um, I think, um, yeah, there's definitely ties in there. And, and you know, folk and fairy tales is exactly what it says it is. It's folk and fairy tales. And those things are tied in mythologies. So if the Torah mythology includes something about the eternal ones, that would kind of make sense. You know, that that's who they related would, to. That yeah. would, you know, yeah. And if Zoval turns out to be the sun and Elune is the moon, that would also be kind of fitting in there. Um, so, yeah, I think... There's something else on that as well, sorry. I think um, there's still... There's a screenshot mm-hmm. of, you know, from the, the cinematic that we're going to cover later. Um, there's a point in the middle of yeah. that, because I, I assume we're going to play that later in the show. There's a point there. The end of the raid yeah. one. There's a point there. Just yeah, yeah, keep, just keep an eye on what's behind Zavol before he disappears. Look at the shape of it and the colour of it. Come oh. back to that later. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you see, I, those, so those, those, yeah, I think that's the, there's one other question that bothers me still about the battle for Ardenweald because... Tarand, so Tarand is, you know, having a sleepy time. She's having a nap nap time. She's taken that role on from Malfurion. Who the fuck knows where Malfurion is? I mean, what is he doing right now? You know? Um, apart from nothing, which is a shame because he's actually a pretty badass character sometimes, but we don't get to see that often. Um, but anyway, uh, their bestie, Ysera, fly- swoops in there at the end. Now, I don't think Sylvanas would... I, I've seen people say Sylvanas would have killed Tarandi at that point. And that's why Ysera came in, to defend Tarandi, not to kill Sylvanas. But surely Ysera would have had the opportunity to burn Sylvanas to a crisp. And why didn't she take it? 
I think there's a couple of ways of looking at this as well, because one thing that we do need to point out is that Ysera isn't an aspect anymore. You know, nobody is post-cataclysm. She yep. is just a dragon. And actually, as badass as dragons are, would you put it past Sylvanas to be able to kill one? I wouldn't. And, I mean, the, the player character killed how many Considering... <laughs> yeah, considering what she's gone through and the power that we've seen her wield... Um... Yeah, I would not put her, put anything past her. I don't. Uh, I think a, a you know, dog, she, a dog she's can scare a man with a incredibly gun, strong. <laughs> so I mean, there's that. There's the fact that maybe Sarah couldn't take Sylvanas, and maybe she knows that. Um, mm. But there's the the other side to it as well, which is, <laughs> and I know you're not on this train, but I am. <laughs> Ilganoth whispers, right? There's the one that's often put <laughs> yep. together, which is the uh, beware the eyes of green, the vassal of life hides treachery. I think disguises like, treachery, treachery. Beware the eyes of green. Yeah, right. I I may have looked these up again just to be always right. Yeah. So Ysera, <laughs> let's start with the really easy bit. Ysera is a vassal of life, right? She's linked to the Emerald Dream. I mean, she, she's, even if you look at it just from the mortal perspective, she's a vassal of Alex Strazer's and she's the life binder. So even if you just went with that, she'd be a vassal of life, right? But there's also the fact that she's linked to the Emerald Dream. She's referred to as Elune's pet. And Elune is speculated to be part of the Pantheon of Life. Um, there's actually, there are leaked pages from the Grimoire of the Shadowlands that indicate that she is part of the Pantheon of Life. Um, so... Oh, really? But it, it might not be true, because that's from the perspective of a broker. Oh. So they don't know what they're talking about, necessarily. Okay, yeah. Um, but that's what they speculate. That's true. So I think there's enough there mm. to indicate that she is a vassal of life. We know that she's got green eyes. And if you think, what's the thing that Win the Winter Queen says to Ysera after she pops her out of the world seed? She says, your fate is now bound. To You're bound. Lives. Yeah. Now, if you were Ysera... I don't know. You might think that the jailer makes a pretty good case for let's just bin all this off and start again. I don't want to be bound to <laughs> I want to go back to Azeroth. I don't want to be bound to Ardenfield. Behave. Uh... So yeah, so it's possible the reason Ysera well... didn't kill Sylvanas is because she doesn't want to. And she's on the she's on Team Jailer. Well, yeah, there, it, 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 I, I think there is an argument that she doesn't want to. The argument that she's on Team Jaina and she is the Beware the Eyes of Green. I, I've i been poking around in Edge of Night as well. And there is a line in the Edge of Light. Edge of Night, sorry. And, and I was going to come on to this later, but I'll get down to it now. Um, and Hilda raised her hands to quiet her young sister in arms. Hush, Agatha, she does not know. She must see more. The Valkyrie leader directed her luminous green eyes to Sylvanas, their edges rimmed with sadness. Sylvanas Windrunner, the oblivion you seek is yours. We will not stop you. Now, you could argue that a Valkyr, who was uh, originally a servant of Odin, taking worthy souls from the battlefield up to the halls of valor or whatever, is also a vassal of life because you can't, you know, there's death is a part of life. Um, and I find it very interesting that they point out that she has luminous green yeah. eyes. Yeah. 
I've got to say, I never so, ever picked up on that. Yeah. Mm, well, I went through the edge of night again today because I had. There are some other things that st- that have always stood out to me about that um, story and about Sylvanas's um, arc and her story in general um, that I think people kind of forget. So I, I went back and just, I didn't read all the Gilneas bits. I just read the bits that pertained to Sylvana standing in ICC, really. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so the the Battle of Ardenweald uh, cinematic, um, I think it, teed, it, is, it has teed up this patch beautifully. Um, I think we've already got so far into this patch now. I mean, I've had cutscenes today that I knew were there, I didn't expect to get them a week in, um, you know, and we have warned you all that there are spoilers in this show. I have seen the Primus. So I am very, very excited because mm-hmm. he's my boy. Um, so I've seen the Primus and I have sorted him out from the Rune Carver. And as soon as Bolvar gave me the quest, I was like, Bolvar, my boy, you've just been set up to be the stooge for this whole expansion, haven't you? Every single thing that you've done has been wrong. And I feel terrible for him. I think he needs to go on holiday. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, there's a whole chunk of story still to come between Battle of Ardenweald and the end of the raid. So it's uh, it's very exciting. Have you got anything else you want to touch on for the uh, Battle of Ardenweald? Just two things, really. It's less about Battle of Ardenweald, but more about things that you've said. One is about Malfurion. Um, so I, I think we, yeah. although Sleepy we, don't, boy. we don't know where he is, we can infer it, right? So when we last saw him yeah. was in Shadows Rising, which was where he was with Tyrande. Yeah. And he was, while well, the two of them were essentially watching over what's left of the Night Elves. Now, Tyrande obviously has... Yeah, sitting on Nordrasil. Yeah, and then in between then and now, uh, Sylvanas attempted to kidnap Tyrande. That ended badly. Um, and then Tyrande followed us into the moor. <laughs> so you can infer that Malfurion is with the rest of the Night Elves. Now, the interesting thing with that mm. is the Night Elves are a matriarchal society, right? When Tyrande's not there, yep. Malfurion is not in charge. Chandris is. And she's decided to leave Chandris and go into the Shadowlands. And yeah. she's left Malfurion. Yeah. So honestly, who's in charge now? Because I still don't think it's Malfurion. They're a matriarchal society. I don't think he's the boss. No, I don't think it's but Malfurion. I, and but I love the fact that it infers... Would it be Maiev? Possibly. But what I love is that this infers that basically... Jesus wept, not Maiev. Well, basically, right, what's happened is... Shan- Malfurion has probably said, I'll go and rescue Tyrande, right? Because however much we might want to say they make him look like a bitch in the game sometimes, he's not. And it would be fair to infer no, he's that Malfurion not. probably would want to go and rescue her. Which means Shandris yes. has probably said to him, sit down, shut up, I'm doing this. And I love, I love <laughs> that. I love that for Shandris, you know? <laughs> yeah, Shandris is one of the most badass characters um, and if you doubt how badass Chandris is, go and look up on YouTube the Chandris kill an Orgrimmar. They kited her from Feralas to Orgrimmar, and it took all of Orgrimmar to take her down. That's how badass she is. She's such a strong That's NPC amazing. that the whole of Orgrimmar had to take her down. Yeah, it's phenomenal to watch. It's yeah, hilarious. I was say, so, if you want to see how badass Chandris is, just read War of the Ancients. Um, but in addition to that, the other, yeah. the other thing I was going to say was, you talk about there being a big gap between 
where we are and the end of the raid. I'm not sure that's true. Um, I've been chatting to a few people about okay. this. Um, there's a very real possibility that the raid just takes place now and that the rest of the campaign is after that. And the reason I say that... That's, yes, that's also possible. ...is that we sure as hell don't... Um, spoilers. It's not big spoilers, I promise. You'll be able to infer this, right? But we don't see Sylvanas again. Not until the... Yeah. The very last chapter of the campaign has not been tested on PTR, right? It hasn't been disclosed. No one okay. has about it. It's called What Lies Ahead, and that's all we know. Now, in the lead-up to that, what happens oh. is... Well, in the lead-up to that, what happens is all of the various covenants are basically trying to recraft their sigils, right? Now, we assumed, on the PTR, <sighs> we assumed that we were doing that so that we would be in a good position before we went to the raid, right? So that the, the, the realms would be stable again or whatever. Mm. Oh, I, I think we're doing that because the jailer destroyed all the sigils doing what he does at the end of the raid. Well, he's got them all now. He doesn't need them, does he? Yeah, they're gone. So, so and that's in, why we're making new They're ones. gone, yeah. So yeah. they need new that's ones because the old ones are gone, not because, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very exciting. So, and the, it also clears yeah. up what I thought were two massive plot holes um, yeah, on the PTR, anyway. Um, one of them is that there is a scene in which we see other soul fragments um, other than Sylvanas. Right. And Sylvanas' wasn't there. And so in reading oh. and seeing that she definitely has a soul fragment, yeah. right? And I was saying to people, yeah. he has very clearly been split in two the same as Uther. And one of the arguments people made to me was, no, she hasn't because her soul fragment isn't in this scene later in the PTR. Well, now we know why. If the raid happens first... Yeah, I would... I would say... She's not been split in two in quite the same way that Uther was. In that, I th I think there was almost like literally all of all of his soul was completely split in two. There was no kind of this is a tiny piece. It was this is everything split in two. I think with Sylvanas, it's a piece. He's just taken a piece of her soul, and that's all he needed. Um, and that was her, you know, her hope and her compassion and you know those and her her empathy um, because but yeah so according to folk and fairy tales of azeroth it's her courage you know courage is what they constantly refer to with her and the yeah. what everybody seems to be saying anyway is that it was probably her courage um that meshes up again with what happens on the ptr because and i'm not going to go mad <laughs> on these spoilers because it's really important stuff uh, we find out that with Uther, he wasn't split in half. It is a very specific character. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, 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 yeah. So they are very much on all fours. Um, and the only thing that was stopping people from agreeing with that was the fact that we don't yeah. see her soul fragment. Yeah. And now we know. And now we know why. Uh, so that again, that makes me think that the raid is literally happening now, and the rest of the campaign is afterwards. Well, I guess we're going to find and out. The reason that we haven't seen the chat. Well, the reason we haven't seen the last chapter on the PTR is presumably because it will tell us what actually goes yeah. on with Sylvanas, hopefully. They couldn't have PTR tested it without giving away yeah, what happens in the raid. Yeah, that's true. Okay, speaking of the raid, shall we have a look at the raid cinematic? Let me push Absolutely. another button. Let me get over to here first and bring that up so it doesn't show you all my notes. Then push this button, which will hopefully... 
Oh, look, I've made technology work. Are you ready, folks? Here we go. Your efforts are futile. Ouroboros is within my grasp. No! We will stop you! Jaina, we need a portal. The Jaina must not take the Eternal City! it is folks so that is the the uh, end of the raid cinematic and go back here then I could bring my notes up again there we are wasn't it amazing <sighs> oh it's so good I would just like to get in here and say really so really quickly, the, although this is our first D&D, &D, we did do a law speculation show previously. And I said in that show that we would be getting the old Sylvanas back by the end of the raid. Just, Just saying. saying, I told you so. <laughs> 
Well, I have an I told you so as well, because I've said all along that the orb from the Arbiter was the orb that was missing from the Jailer's chest. I mean, it's just too obvious. Um, which also makes me think that the Arbiter, Arbiter, Arbiter was a construct um, of the other um, Eternal Ones. So I think that the rest of... Uh, yeah, I yeah, think Oribos and the rest of it was all a bit of a construct. Um, but, oh, my God, how epic does the Jailer look? Uh, you've, you've got to say it's a massive upgrade on his previous model. It is. I mean... It is a little bit, isn't it? I mean, I know we're all a bit upset about missing his right nipple and everything, but <laughs> honestly, it's freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. And also, it's... One thing it I... So there's a, with what we know of the guy. You know, like the Lich Kingy stuff. This looks like someone who designed the Lich King's crap. You know. Yes, it does. Um, and the all that glowing, the glowing blue runes, all the rest of it. And one thing I found quite um, interesting was that he he was very very quick to let Bolvar and Thrall and Jaina go. You know, he made like it, it, the click of a fingers and they were under his control. And you can see that because they had the blue eyes. Sylvanas never had that glowing blue eyes. Arthas did. Anduin does. Bolvar only did when he gave into the presence. So if you read the story, um, We Ride Forth, which was part of the preamble to Shadowlands, if you read that story, you understand that the presence is basically, it is the jailer talking through the helm of domination effectively. Um, and when you are controlled by the jailer, you have blue eyes. Now, you could also argue that all death knights are currently still controlled by the jailer because we all have glowing blue eyes. Um, but Sylvanas never had the same blue eyes. Even at the end of that, when she keels over, she does not have that same glowing blue eye thing going on. Um, so I don't think no, she was ever... Eyes. Bound to him? No, not at all. Um, the blue eyes that she has at the end of the cinematic are very clearly high elf eyes. Um, and I've seen people yeah. on Twitter already trying to argue that that's not the case. And I'm just going to put that down now, right? What they are mm. saying, well, the re I can, they've got a reason, and their reason isn't stupid, right? So what they're saying is, watch the, is it called the Warbringers cinematic, is it? Is that the one? Warbringers or Harbingers? Can't remember which one. The one where yeah. you, you can't kill hope, can't. Warbringers. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> so in that, she actually, she actually has basically human eyes in that cinematic. So mm. In that short, or whatever you want to call it, she doesn't have blue eyes in that. And a lot of people are taking that to mean that she didn't have blue eyes. However, um, all you need to do is read Arthur's uh, because it says very clearly that she yep. has bright blue eyes in that book. Um, yeah. So it, it's just a fact. She did. Um, all high elves had blue eyes before the changes to the Sunwell. That, that's just a fact. Um, yeah, her sisters all have blue eyes. Blue slash, so. blue slash purple, but it's a semantics thing. Um, arcane, yeah. arcane manifest yeah. is blue or purple, and that's that. Um, so what we are seeing at the end of that cinematic is absolutely 100% Sylvanas becoming a high elf again, as opposed to whatever banshee forsaken slash creation she was previously. Um, yeah. One one of the things that, as as a Bolvar fangirl, even though he is having a terrible fucking time at the moment, God bless him. One of the things that really really stood out to me is 
how Sylvana said, I will never serve. And one of the most famous lines for me in the game is when Bolvar says, I will never serve. So I'm just going to play this now because I think it bears repeating. Never! I will never serve you! So that is Bolvar talking to Lich King Arthas when he's been tortured at the top of ICC. And we now know through all these other stories as well, that he never gave in to the jailer in the Helm of Domination until Sylvanas came up to the top of Ice Crown. But he couldn't possibly have won. There's no way that Bolvar could have won because he was being controlled by the jailer who wanted Sylvanas to win. So it was all a big ploy anyway. Um, poor, poor Bolvar. Poor, poor Bolvar. I think... It's just think how, how, how do you feel about Bolvar right now? <laughs> Well, I think the thing with him being controlled by the jailer is interesting because if I remember rightly, and I haven't read We Ride Forth for a while, but I have read it, I'm pretty confident that the way he sort of phrases it is drawing on the power of that presence or giving into it a little bit for reasons, essentially. Um, And I think that's what we see in that cinematic is he realises he can't beat Sylvanas as himself, and so he draws on the power. And I think his idea is open the floodgates a little bit to the jailer or the presence or whatever, get that power and try and use it to snuff her out quickly. And he says to the to the Death Knights, doesn't he, to the Four Horsemen, he says, basically, by the end of this, if you get here and I'm still here, you're going to have to kill me. That's essentially the gist of it. And I think what he's, say- what he's doing is, he's yeah. going, I'm going to try and squish Sylvanas with my big hammer. And if I manage that, I will have given in to him and I will then be <laughs> controlled by the jailer or the presence or whatever. Um, so I, I think yeah, it's, less that's right. that was, it's less that he was under the jailer's control in that fight and lost because of it, and more that he had he had thrown his lot in, and if he lost the fight, he was going to be controlled anyway. Um, so I think he lost because someone well, took his ass. I think that's still the case. I think I think you could read it either. I mean, in the story, yes, it is one hundred percent that he takes it in because he wants to use that power, but he doesn't know that that's the jailer. He knows that it's. Until we get him out, until he's chained up in the moor and he says he can't, you know, he can't look into the moor because then he recognises it. He doesn't know that that's the same thing. Um, no, but he knows that it's the power so I that's think they like could st- controlling the scourge. He knows that it's the, the bad power, you know? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It just strike, strikes me that it, it, he was a bit set up, really, because he was never going to be able to do it. It's completely set oh, up all the oh. way through, bless him. I just, I oh, think, you, know, you, you said this with D&D, and you said it wouldn't be Dungeons and Dragons, but if it were, I think Bolvar's investigate check would suck <laughs> donkey balls, right? Because he is not yeah. he is not the smartest Bessim. Like, he has made a lot of mistakes. No. And one of those is right at the beginning, where, where he says, you know, he says... Um, Sylvanas is coming to take the helm and control the scourge and become the Lich Queen. No, she's not. No, yeah. she's not. You're wrong. Um, and he's been wrong yeah. from moment one in this expansion, unfortunately. Poor, poor chap. I do feel for him. I really do. It's um, just at, at this point, like every time he says something, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you've heard me make this joke before, but there are people who might not have done. I, I genuinely think if you replaced Bolvar with a Wolvar, you would get a better result. There is nothing Bolvar has tried to do in this expansion that a Wolvar can have been better. <laughs> like, be a guard dog, stop Anduin from stealing the sigil. Wolvar would do a better job, right? 
um, escape yeah. Sylvanas with the hub of domination. I hate I that I have to agree with you, but I do. <laughs> I hate so much that I have to agree with you, but I really do. But you know, he's just a plot point, isn't he? He's a plot device. He's not Bolvar Four Dragon that that challenged the wrath. You know, that went in at the wrath gate and then sat on the throne for ten years or whatever it was. He's just not the same person anymore. Um. So there's there's a couple of other things that stood out to me. Uh, obviously, Sylvanas has just been cast aside. She is no longer useful to him. He doesn't really care. But he says that she is chained by mortality, which indicate, and this is before he gives her her bit of soul back. But that indicates to me that she was she still had that mortality. She wasn't as undead as we all thought she was, or something. I think she was undead. She just wasn't dead. Dead. Like uh, the Forsaken, nah. well, the Forsaken are mortal still. They are, you know. Look at the fact that your player characters, yeah. your player characters, are Forsaken or a Death Knight. They still get called mortal, you know. They, for the purposes of the Shadowlands, you are a mortal. You live on Azeroth or a similar plane, you know. Sylvanas hasn't died to get to the Shadowlands. She died to become a Banshee, and she's a Forsaken, or well, she's not a Forsaken. You know, she's a Banshee, but she's not D E D dead. Yeah. She's not dead, dead, dead. You know the Val the Valkyrie took care of that. Dead, dead, yeah, the Valkyrie took care of that. She's not. Dead. Right, is she, so if she's not dead, 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 we've not had her third death. Then I don't think we. Well, you know, I don't think we did. I, I still don't think she died in Edge of Night, and we are going to have that proven at some point. <laughs> um, but, but honestly, but even if she did, you know, even if she has died three times or two times, or it doesn't matter. I don't think. I, I did hear a theory uh, fairly recently, actually, that I hadn't seen before. Which was that the three deaths actually referred to Ashara and has nothing to do with Sylvanas. Um, oh, because the, what the well, that would that would tie a lot. That's much more old goddy. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. and the distinction they were making was that she died once when all the stuff went badly with Sargeras. Um, she died once when she made the bargain with Nazoth. And then she died again in the raid. Um, and that was the argument they were making, was that that last death in the raid was when she ushered in Nazoth. And that was that. You know, she ushered in Nyalotha, essentially. So that was that was the argument that was being made. And I can see the point. Um, I always thought it was Sylvanas. And actually, when this person raised Ashara to me as a possibility, I'll be honest, I was quite dismissive about it because I still was on the Sylvanas train. But thinking about it, you know, the old god whispers are generally voidy, and it makes yeah. sense. It that makes a lot more sense that it would be uh, voidy and Ashara related. Um, there is one Ilganoth whisper though that I feel we absolutely fit this because how many sigils mm -hmm. are there? The Primus, five. The Archon. The Winter Queen, uh, who did I forget? The Primus the Archon, the Winter Queen, the uh, Reverend Dreth, Daddy Denathrius, and um, the Arbiter. Five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path. That kind of feels like a bit of a no-brainer for me, that one. Um, but I mean, the, the thing with these Ilganoth Whispers is you could go backwards and forwards on them for days. Uh, the King of Diamonds has been made a pawn. Okay, we know that's about Magni, but in what way has he been made a pawn? I'm not entirely sure yet. The boy king serves at the master's table. Three lies he will offer you. I would st 
still say I would go with that one being uh, Anduin and that we are in a bit of shit with him right now. There's, um, there's something on that. But um, one of the... Do you remember me saying that the end of the campaign is called What Lies Ahead? Yeah. Some people refer to... You obviously, you read that as What Lies Ahead, what's going to happen, right? But imagine what in the in the sense of which which lies are ahead, what lies ahead, right? Anduin. Oh, Anduin, yeah. King, three lies, maybe. Yeah. That's, I like that wordplay. I really like that wordplay. But did you notice in the cinematic as well that the compass that drops? Now, it looks to me like it drops from Anduin rather than from Zaval. And mm-hmm. that I read that as him saying, Jaina, I'm still in here. Come and fucking get me. <laughs> yeah. Um, on Wowhead, they in their write-up under the cinematic... They have interpreted that as Anduin dropping the last vestige of his humanity, and that would be poetic, and I can oh. see it. But I think your version is more likely. Um, I think this is Anduin saying, "I am not completely under his control yet. Trust me. That's why I'm. That's why I'm taking this." Yeah, we saw after he stabbed the Archon that he had a brief moment of control, and then lost it again. Yeah, and unfortunately, he wasted that brief moment grieving. Right, um, but. instead of going get out what this tells me is that he is probably fighting it and i imagine as well that he's probably fighting it fairly effectively you know that moment where anduin stopped sylvanas with a sword in the middle of the cinematic is that him doing it because the jailer tells him to or is that him stopping sylvanas from getting herself killed I mm, he can't show his hand though, can he? If he showed his hand there and tried to stop Sylvanas approaching him and getting killed, has he not shown his hand to the jailer that he's got some ounce of control still? Well, unless the jailer interprets it the way everybody watching the cinematic does, which is that he's keeping her back from the jailer. He's protecting the jailer from her rather than vice versa. You know, if you can just because someone's dominated doesn't mean they literally stand there like an automaton all the time because that would be useless. They act in your best interest. No, that's true. Yeah, potentially. Interesting. (laughs) It's so good, isn't it? All these little things we can pick apart. One thing I'll say as well is that there was that cinematic that has been data mined. Now, it's this isn't massive spoilers or anything because it's it was data mined ages ago and it's (laughs) it's it's really janky, right? So it's it's basically partially Mm. encrypted cinematic. And when people have tried to generate it and make it work, it's crashed their game. And they've pieced together what they could piece together. Oh. With it, but basically, the models aren't moving properly and there's no dialogue, right? So, what it showed was Sylvanas and Anduin in Corthia, where all the quest givers and stuff are, having some sort of conversation mm. over an object. Now, that object was pixelated out as like a you know, like the, the cube that you get as a placeholder, the, the pink and white yeah. purple cubes. But Wowhead were pretty clear that it's Anduin's compass. So oh. there's something going on here. Sylvanas and Anduin being pally pally after what we've just seen. I reckon Anduin's an inside agent on the jailer now. Did she... Or I think he will be by the end of the patch. Do I... Uh... That sounds to me like that might be the last 
the what lies ahead end cinematic mm -hmm. and she gives yeah. him back his compass to remind him of his dad who's one of the very Ooh. few people that I, I think a lot of a lot of people believe that Sylvanas respected Virian. She might not have liked him, but she respected him. And I think most yep. World of Warcraft players accept that that was, that she accepted him. Um, we haven't talked about, what we didn't talk about actually after the Battle of Ardenweald one was Nathanos and the fact that uh, Sylvanas didn't know that he was dead. Um which because we've just talked about Virian, because I know people have shipped Virian and Sylvanas and that that doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, which reminded me of Nathanos and she doesn't know. And I wonder if anything else happens between now and that raid cinematic that pushes her again to be like, yeah, no, I, I've backed the wrong course in this race. <laughs> I think, I think but we'll have to Nathanos wait and see. The thing with Nathanos is that we have no idea where he is. Um, well. And one of the things that we need to consider as well is we saw that cinematic where Anduin's Mornblade, King's Morn, was forged. We saw that the Jade yeah. put a soul fragment in it. And as he did yeah. it, he said, he was talking about Denathrius not being of any use anymore, and he said, every soul has its purpose. And he took that soul fragment and he put it into Anduin's blade very deliberately, right? Now, at the time, I had a little theory that it might have even been Sylvanas's soul fragment, because what better way to keep her in line than to have part of her to Andrew? Yeah. Like, that is bullshit, and I was wrong. Right? You can see that. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that it's somebody's soul fragment. Now, I would love it to be Varian's, but realistically, Varian is a no. pile of green dust somewhere, and we're never going to see him again. Right? So, I you take that back. Uh, I want to. <laughs> But, I have a theory well, hang on, hang on, about Varian, but carry on. Mind, we've seen someone else reduced to dust today. Um, but the other thing that I'm going to say is that people, it could be souls that we know are in the moor under the jailer's purview, souls that have some kind of analogous relationship to Anduin and/or Sylvanas. Right? What if it's Arthas? Yeah. What if Arthas is in Anduin's sword right now? That's possible. It's possible. Um, so my just just as a, a sidetrack for a minute, uh, my theory about Virian. If uh, so, Morally Gray recently covered the novel Wolfheart, which um, if any of you have uh, read, is it's about uh, letting the uh, Worgen into the, the Alliance, and Virian again don't get on very well, so they have to go off on a hunt together and whatnot. Anyway. There is a point in that book where uh, Virian is running with the Worgen as a man and is able to keep up with them because he is infused with the spirit of Goldrin, who is a wild god. Wild gods are tied to Ardenweald. And there is, I've not found it, but I believe there is a wolf somewhere in Ardenweald curled up asleep that says, leave me alone, I'm resting, or something along those lines. And I am so, so hopeful that that is Virian and he didn't get turned into dust um, because the guy, like, he's he was just such an awesome character. I don't want him to be gone forever. Um, anyway, uh, shall we move along a bit? If you bring Varian back, I mean, if you bring Varian back in any way now, it takes away from Anduin's story. And that's... that's the problem. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think... I don't think you have to bring him back, 
But I would like to know that he is at peace and that he is, you know, I would like some confirmation that that wolf is him and that he is at peace. And maybe there's a little lady wolf around that's Tiffin and that they are together in the afterlife. I'm such a sappy git, I know. Um, but I would, I would quite like that. I think that would be lovely. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, so we've already talked about who has their soul in Kingsmore, and we, we've got some theories on that. Do you think... Uh, oh, no! <laughs> so Lulu... Lulu oh God. Lulu in chat has just said that the auto subtitles are changing very into fairy, and she thinks it's beautiful, <laughs> which I suppose for Ardenweald would be quite apt, but I'm not sure... If, oh, I don't see very as a fairy. Also, hi, Lou. Um, <laughs> That's my partner, Lou, by the way. Hi, but anyway. Hi, Lou. Hi, Lou. Um, anyway. Uh, do you think that Bolvar, Thrall, and Jaina are going to have pity on Sylvanas? Whether that pity lasts until they can take down the Jailer, or whether it's ongoing, or whether they don't have any at all? <sighs> I think they will. Um, don't necessarily think they should, but yeah, I think they will. Um, <laughs> I think I think what's going to be interesting is to see which Sylvanas this is that we're dealing with. Who is she now? Is there been a massive yeah. shift in her personality? Yeah. Is that does she remember anything? I mean, the only other person we know who's had their soul split is Uther, and he remembers what happened afterwards. But everything yeah. that happened afterwards was when he wasn't mortal anymore. Would you remember the rest of that mortal existence when your the rest of your soul gets shoved back in? I don't know. Um, there is a theory. No, I don't know. There is a theory that, you know, at the end of the cinematic where she says, we can't let him reach the, and then faints, right? Obviously, it's the sepulchre, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's not. Yep. What if, what if she's saying Sunwell? What if she's talking about Arthur's? What if, as far as she's concerned, it's still Warcraft 3? Oh, so she's so she's basically like everything that sh that's happened since then has been wiped from her memory, effectively. It would be a lot hmm. easier to forgive her if that were the case. I'm not saying it will be. Yeah, a lot of I'd... people call it a cop out, and so I, I kind of hope they don't. But I could see it. Yeah, I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can do that because so much of her story has been as the banshee, um, which. Did she, did I imagine this, or did she give off a banshee wail when her soul was restored like that? I felt, oh, I, I thought I heard a banshee wail. Hmm. I thought I heard her give a banshee wail because I was a bit like, that's a scream, but that is actually her banshee wail. That's what it sounded like to me. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but I, I agree with um, Capo in chat. Sorry? That just might be one last chance for them to use the banshee sound effect if she's not going to be a banshee anymore. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this is also possible, yeah. I, I agree with what Capo said. It They have to show her mercy because they need her, effectively. She she is the key to getting into the jailer now. Um, she knows where he's going. Um, I You know, the... We believe he's going to the sepulchre because that's what the Primus tells us. Um, right after we take his freaking sigil into Torghast. <laughs> ah, um, uh, you know, so I think she's, you know, she still has another role to play. Her, her She hasn't finished her role in the story 
Um, do you have any ideas about where she's going to end up? Well, the thing that's interesting with that is going back to folk and fairy tales of Azeroth again is that it's made pretty abundantly clear in that short story, yeah. The Sister is Another Word for Always, that she was destined for Ardenweald. Yeah. She was destined for Ardenweald to begin with before the, j- the jailer fucked with her. And uh, it would be interesting to know whether everything that's happened since then changes that. Um, I would think it does. Yeah. But then again, with no arbiter around, who's to say? There is no arbiter at the moment. So, I mean, I think she died. Is it? Yeah. I think she's dying this expansion at this point. I, I can't see any other way forward. She's not going to be, she's not a banshee anymore. She's a high elf, right? The Forsaken have moved on. Yeah. Whether, whether the people in the community want to believe that or not, right? In game, the Forsaken have moved on. She's not going to yeah. go back. To well, they've had the to. She's not going to go back to leading the Forsaken. That's not going to happen, right? So the options for her are die. Or stay in the Shadowlands and not die? I can't see her back on Azeroth in any way, shape, mm. or form at this point, unless she's imprisoned. Well, she wouldn't be welcome. Yeah, she wouldn't be welcome back on Azeroth. There's a lot of people speculating that she might take the place of the Arbiter or the Jailer. Um, and I'm, I'm I think not that sure. Would be more than I think I for somebody who has campaigned. No, campaigned for so long for free will to put her as the arbiter feels a bit, just a bit out of sync, really. Um, it does. But I actually thought she was. I thought she was in Bastion. I know that Verisa went through. You know the way you read that, it's like Verisa goes through Ardenweald looking for it. Oops. Um, but I actually thought she was in Bastion. I don't just from the. Um, from reading Edge of Night again and the very first paragraph in there, for some reason it brought Bastion to me. But, you know, I could be wrong. And Ardenweald does seem to fit better after with the folk and fairy tale story. Yeah, I think you've got to remember that Edge of Night was written at a time when they hadn't decided what the realms were going to look like yet at all. You know? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, on, yeah, they're yeah. on record as saying that they hadn't decided any of that until after Legion. So, like, they didn't yes. know that there was going to be a forest. Now, when you look at the fact that at the time that Sylvanas this applied to was a ranger, you know, the ranger general moved mm-hmm. through the trees as if it was an ocean, you know, it's entirely possible that a sea to her would be a forest. I mean, it's stretching, but it's stretching for yeah. because we've got to yeah. make this fit with old law that was written at a time when they hadn't decided what they were doing. Um, and actually yeah. made it very clear in folk and fairy tales that it was not just a forest, but a forest with, and then a description of different creatures. And it just, it's hard and yeah. And the creatures there and Veriza have dialogue in which she says, you know, this is where she's supposed to be and she's not here. And then mm. the ground opens and she falls into the moor. And, you know, it's it's very clear to me that, Ver- that Veriza went looking there for a reason. The Kyrian sent her to Ardenweal because that's where Sylvanas would be. Yeah. Um, now, whether she's still destined for I need to read these be- stories again. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah, Rev and Dreth sounds a bit more likely now, doesn't it? But we shall see. We shall see. Um, so we have one more cinematic to go through, folks. Um, and that was a good Rev and Dreth there, just, Very good segue. <laughs> oh, I do these things on purpose all the time, obviously. 
Okay, so the final part of the show tonight, we're going to talk about one last cinematic, uh, which some of you may have seen, some of you may have not. Um, but for reasons, if anybody knows me, you will understand why this was hilarious to me. So we're going to play it right now. They said I must answer for my crimes. Repent for my sins. But every choice I made, I would proudly make again. Frankly, Garrosh got everything he deserved. Garrosh did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I don't believe that. Please, please don't cancel me. I, I don't um. <laughs> he turned into a black pile of ash, the way that he turned Kindy and all the people in Theramore into purple ash. He died in a pile of black ash. His soul was gone forever. So, yes, I'm a little bit happy about that one. <laughs> There's no speculation because he's done. I've just got to say, right, I can see why there are some people in the Horde who preferred Garrosh to Sylvanas, right? And the reason I can say that is because Sylvanas said the Horde is nothing, <laughs> right? Garrosh died shouting for the Horde. You've kind of got to give him some props there, right? Well, the thing is, he was he was consistently a twat all the way through. You know, there was one, I think there was... Exactly, exactly, he's good. <laughs> There's been about one redeem... No, maybe two redeeming aspects of him. The first was that he felt bad that he didn't win the Macgarrat, honestly. He felt shitty about that. And the second one was when in Stone Talon Mountains when he told that guy off for throwing people off a cliff. That's it. Everything else, he's an absolute asshole, and I've hated him since he blew up Theramore. So I'm very, very glad that he is gone. He did a lot. There wrong. is one other one. There was one other moment. Mm. There was Garrosh Hellscream Heart of War, short story, right. um, in which he absolutely ripped a new asshole out of one of his generals. Uh, because that general basically had his troops go and ambush the alliance while they were fighting the scourge. Oh yeah, in Northrend. And yeah. he and he yeah, and he absolutely yeah. ripped that general a new one because it wasn't honourable, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought. Okay, maybe three. <laughs> the rest of the time, he was a complete twat. Anyway, um... and this moment, and this moment, his death, his death was cool. You've got to give him that. It was. <laughs> well, he went cool. out. You know, he died the way he lived. You know, and I'm glad he's complete. Yeah, for his shape. I'm well. glad he's gone again and gone for good this time. Um, but yes, is there anything but, we? This, people say that Blizzard don't write their characters consistently, <laughs> right? People say that Blizzard don't write their characters consistently. <laughs> Blizzard have written Garrosh, bar, bar maybe one or two moments here or there, right? They have written Garrosh very yeah. consistently. War crimes, yeah. war crimes, right? Where they say to Garrosh, 
here is your opportunity to basically repent for your yeah. sins. And Carol says, I am sorry that I didn't do it all sooner, faster, harder, and yeah. three times in your face, yeah. basically. Right? And then here again, after after God knows how long in Shadowlands time, because, you know, time mm-hmm. is not a construct of death, right? So he, he might have been chained up for hundreds of years in his reality, being tortured and milked for anima, and asked every day whether he repents, yeah. right? They've used everything they've got, stuff that has worked, you know, stuff that has worked on some of the worst, most... Worked on Kel'thas! Look at... Well, not yet, but look at like, look at, um, oh, well, God, what's her name? The accuser, yeah. right? The accuser had her own daughter yeah. murdered, right? And they, they managed to get her to properly repent. And, you know, their process yeah. works. And they did this to Garrosh for possibly hundreds of hundreds of years. And at the end of it, he still says, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a giant twat. <laughs> Is is there anything we haven't discussed about those cinematics that you want to cover before we uh, sign off for the night? Just the fact that if you were to mix Garrosh and Varian together in a cup, you'd get a really interesting green and red swirl. Oh my person. god, how very dare you. Oh my god. And on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> That is the end of this Law Speculation special. I really, really hope you've all enjoyed it. You can expect more from us uh, as D&D. When we get more law and interesting bits to talk about, we will be sure to uh, get these on the books. Because we're in the same time zone, it's actually quite easy for us, which is always, a, a, you know, when we both have co-hosts that live in the States, so getting together, like, with our co-hosts is actually more difficult than me and Dracoris getting together. Um but that's uh, going to wrap us up for to, for tonight because we're doing this on a Wednesday night. Your regular Third Faction show will be back on Sunday and we're going to be interviewing Berserker from the podcast Shackled Fury. We'll have a round of Community Heroes and more from the world of Warcraft. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Third Faction Show, which is 3RD Faction Show, or you can find me, Demetanoth, and at on at Demetanoth, which is D-E-M-E-T-E-R-N-O-T-H. You can find Dracoris on at Smiting Titan, which is S-M-I-T-I-N-G-T-I-T-A-N. You can watch the live show on twitch.tv slash the third faction show, which a lot of lovely people have joined us with tonight. So thank you very much, guys. But please do follow the Twitter account for announcements on when we go live, as our times do vary. For other links on where to find the show, you can visit the website at thethirdfaction.com. Yes, I just had to double check I'd said that right. Thethirdfaction.com. Or you can email the show on thethirdfactionshow at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, like Dracoris does, because he is one of our patrons, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash thethirdfactionshow. We will always be free, but your support does help cover costs and enable us to do more stuff like this if you would like to leave us a review you can do so on your chosen podcast platform or at the very lovely warcraftradio.com forward slash directory and if you don't want to leave a review and patreon is not for you the very best thing you can do is tell your friends about us remember be kind to yourselves and each other <laughs>